0: In a different lifetime, he was called the VP of merch for Papercake Radio Syndicate. Now, Dale Andrews has retired from weekly podcasting to a relaxing life in his kayak while moving down a quiet, lush river any chance he gets. We podcasted together for almost a decade, and when it came time to choose his topic, it was National Lampoon's European Vacation. We talked about the quiet genius of Chevy Chase, and eventually drifted into our love affair with DVDs. I should mention this episode was recorded while the sun was coming up as we sat next to Lake Paseco in upstate New York. I'm your old pal Slim, and this is Link in Bio.
1: 1985, I was just graduating college. No, I I was five years old my grandmom's house yeah um so i didn't see it technically i would have been five years old national champions european vacation but my grandmother i would do anything i could to get to my grandmom's house because it was just better there it was Mm -hmm. funner you know candy candy I could just eat whenever she would make me meals Mm -hmm. i could i would stay weeks at her house especially during the summer yeah wow And she always used to record movies off of TV. And one of them was the... It was National Lampoon's European Vacation off of ABC's Million Dollar Movie, which is like the midnight movie Mm -hmm. that used to come on. And uh, that and a couple others, Funny Farm, which is Chevy Chase adjacent. yeah, And a couple other movies... They were just, they're just ingrained in me because I just watched them repeatedly at her house constantly and European Vacation Pro was probably my, my number one pick. This might've been the first time I've ever watched it unedited,
0: like, <laughs> or uncut, like the, like, you know, the full rated version. <laughs> yes.
1: There it's so the uncut version, like you could question why, I mean, every, every eighties movie, right? You could probably question why there's a pair of boobs. in it, but the I remember the TV edit version, you know, I didn't know about any of that, so I was shocked to see Mm -hmm. it when it happened. Like, especially, well, especially like the cabaret scene. Yeah, specifically that one. Yeah, because the TV edit still had that scene, but it just didn't show the extended dance numbers <laughs> <laughs> what did they
0: show just like them looking at a stage and then
1: not showing what they were looking at yeah they would show like the girls like filling out on on the stage oh yeah like somehow they got enough of the the show in that you knew they were at like a live girls dancing show mm-hmm. and i could honestly i could remember like why are they here at this place that just shows women in leotards dancing. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't know anything about French culture. I'm like nine years old. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Just like, what's the point? Like, and it, and the reactions, like Helen's reaction, uh, I love him dancing during that scene too just getting into it <laughs> yes he's like he's totally getting lost and for, he forgets that he's there with his wife uh-huh. and he's just in the moment and he's he's being seduced by these women on stage it's it's the greatest thing ever also how about the japanese businessmen
0: it's like they treat it like an american strip club where there's just hundreds of japanese businessmen in this <laughs> yeah. nightclub yeah and i don't even know if that's uh, technically accurate <laughs> yes. in their culture locally right why would all these businessmen be there at that particular moment in time. Right. I think most 80s movies I don't think I've ever seen unrated. Like I've maybe seen ninety-nine percent of the time the mm-hmm. T, like the PHL 17 version, you know, where they, yeah. they cut in their own curse words. What a lost art that's become.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I just watched uh Raiders of the Lost Ark on the Paramount Network. Mm. And uh my grandmom had Raiders of the Lost Ark f- taped off of you know whatever three like standard channels three yeah. six or ten and when marion holds up the medallion and said i'm your g darn partner to indy like after yeah. her bars burning in the tv edit it was just i'm your new damn partner <laughs> i was like well
0: <laughs> why not just say it
1: yeah why like was the goddamn such a taboo yeah thing to say silly
0: yeah I um was thinking back to cuz this is technically the second National Lampoon's Vacation film and I was I don't even remember the last time I've seen the first one just regular vacation yeah and I had forgotten that they recast the children in this one you know two <laughs> oh. <the> different actors <laughs> yeah as uh, Rusty and Audrey Rusty and two of the most like dis- visually distinctive actors and of like this era where I see them. And this is like the only thing I would ever think of them in. Yes, exactly. Audrey is an enigma. Audrey could be 16 years old or 43. (laughs) I can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely true. Oh my God. It's, It's so amazing. And then she, the character of Audrey, the movie, how that starts out with them. Was it pig in a poke? Yeah. Uh the contest the gaming contest which is, just cracks me up. Which oh also they ha- they show they they do like the parody of um what's his face from Family Feud.
1: Yeah, Richard he, Dawson.
0: Richard Dawson so he goes in and like kisses the women on <laughs> the family and he like makes out with Audrey who how old was she, her character in this movie? Do you even know?
1: I know. She would have been younger than Rusty. She had to have I mean she was old enough to have Cobra Kai as a boyfriend, right? So yeah. I guess 16? 16 i mean but 16 like yeah, and he's going at her he's going in hard
0: and, <laughs> and they show uh chevy chase kind of just like looking at him you know like oddly and <laughs> oh man he doesn't do anything
1: <laughs> the physical comedy f- from that man is the, like the big my biggest favorite thing ever
0: he he was like unmatched in physical comedy yeah the My brother he, was a big Fletch fan too. Oh yeah, so yeah. we watched like all those movies on tape too. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. There's just something about him that was so muted and
1: hilarious, right? The way he could he could contort his face and in, in the for the for the sake of comedy timing mm-hmm. is like so unspoken. Like I, it's got to be. You know, I don't know if there's. You know. Uh, it's just him, right? So, I don't know if there's any scripted parts that say, yeah. like, you know, use your Chevy, face. Chevy, use your face squirm in the scene. Or yeah, exactly. And when the whole family, especially Chevy, is, like, staring down the podium at, at uh, Wink, Henry Winkdale, to, and, like, making out, like, going in so hard with Audrey, and they're just like, <laughs> what is happening? And then, you know, the game show starts, and they're just back to, yeah, all right, well, let's get into the game now. Like, we're over it. Yeah, We're over my daughter there's, being molested on tv
0: <laughs> my 44 year old daughter being molested <laughs> yeah and yeah. i really want to watch uh the fletch movies now yeah to to see those again yeah me too wasn't there rumors that uh kevin smith was gonna remake fletch with uh jason lee do you remember those rumors i've heard those for I think years i remember
1: something about that yeah what happened to jason lee what's he up to these days yeah he's I don't know, he's a big Scientologist, I think. He is? Oh, yeah, hmm. that's what I hear. So he did My Name is Earl, and yeah, I don't kind of know what happened after that.
0: Rusty is also a figure that I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> the actor who played Rusty. God. Just yeah. want to slap him around a few times. Yeah. He <laughs> thinks he's the hottest ass in this movie, and he looks like the biggest dweeb. So <laughs> yeah. the the scene where uh, he, they all, I'm um, fast-forwarding a whole bunch, but where they finally get their hands on some money, where they're traveling where they lost all their money and they go you know they go to this like fashionable clothing store and they all come out <laughs> yes and they're wearing like the most elaborate 80s clothing yeah, that you can absurd. think of and they all think they look like hot ass
1: and he looks like one of the merry men from Robin Hood like he's that's in white
0: yes exactly
1: <laughs> this white brown like tunic thing uh-huh so what yeah. is it
0: about a european vacation that made you
1: want to choose this well, like not even specific to vacation movies, but it's it was definitely my first vacation movie. But like Chevy Chase, it 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 invokes in me such a, a nostalgia, and me for falling in love with comedy and Chevy Chase's comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I really just became smitten with his comedy, and at the time, it just grabbed me. Like everything about it, as stupid and silly as the movie is, it's it. There's something about it that I think is completely hilarious, yeah. in a way that's um, I don't know. It's just tough to replicate. It's tough to me to think of something else. I can't think of another actor that's like him in film. Yeah, yeah. It, I completely agree. It's just the stuff. I mean, he's he'll star. You know, he was starring in you know anything, but the way he acts on screen his his charisma and his like his comedy timing and his facial expressions is great like uh so european vacation is just hands down for me like my first love for chevy chase mm. and uh you know it just takes me back to my impressionable years and i can never you know i always will go out of my way to watch a chevy chase movie for the most part yeah, And I remember like Fletch being odd for me because he was almost like a completely serious character in it. Mm-hmm. in But in like it was still the comedy setting, but he wasn't like slapsticky, goofy. Yeah. Really. He was just a guy like he liked, you know, his apartment was filled with like basketball mm-hmm. memorabilia and stuff like that. He was just so it was so uh, such a different experience. I remember his shoes melting in Fletch. That's the, one of the
0: main <laughs> yeah, highlights yeah. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and I talking about Chevy Chase just now. Chevy Chase was like my brother's favorite actor. And I th- think that his watching of Fletch is what got me to see all those movies. And of course, everyone sees like Christmas Vacation. But, and I guess Christmas Vacation is like bringing that into other generations now because everyone just kind of watches that movie. Right. But this is the first kind of actor where I can see that we're kind of like aging ourselves. Where if I talk to someone like 10 years younger and talk to them about Chevy Chase, like are they going to call out European vacation or are they going to call it like Community? Or, oh, that guy from Community, that was like crazy.
1: Right, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point. Like he is one for, maybe, like maybe, and we are the last, maybe we're the last of, you know, the age range. Mm-hmm like not too many people younger would probably have fond memories of just yeah. watching because you know European vacation for me was you know like 4 years removed from theaters being on ABC at the time mm-hmm. and uh so and my grandma happened to tape it and I watched it repeatedly but yeah those i mean that era for Chevy Chase was huge but so many so many great movies even somebody 5 years younger oh, might be like no nah, you yeah. know I don't
0: have this affinity no, for I never seen it.
1: We, I don't mm. see the comedic genius in Chevy Chase's facial expressions. Punch that person in the, right in the mouth. Yeah. Get rid it of him. We don't need that kind of negativity <laughs> not on this podcast.
0: The uh the one scene that was infamous in my family and we that would always happen when we would get lost or something was the look kids big Ben <laughs> Yeah. Parliament. I heard that joke hundreds of times.
1: Hey, look kids. <laughs> There's Parliament. There it is, there it is, there it is. I know. I can't seem to get over to the left, honey. I'll try next time. Sorry. We'll get out of this jam in a minute. Kids? Big Ben? Parliament? Again? Kids? We know. Big Ben. Parliament.
0: Son of a bitch! Look, kids, forget it. It would just be, you know, you just say it, and everyone would just get it, and uh-huh. they'd really just laugh, and we'd move on. There'd be, like, no
1: other discussion about it. And that and that, that scene, like, that might have been scripted, but the other things, I, I wonder how much he were able to ablib, because my sister and I will do the same thing. Like, we'll quote this movie to each other mm-hmm. constantly. Like, some of the big ones are when I think... I forget what country they arrived in Italy, maybe. And he goes to flop on the bed and he flops right off yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, the beds. And, and when he's, when he's in England and he like sinks down in the bed, he's like the, well, the bed's nice and soft <laughs> like that. That's, that's a quotable line for my sister and I, <laughs> and he just like sinks down. Uh-huh. How about that VHS
0: camcorder that he
1: had? He had <laughs> oh, man.
0: total eighties. It looked like he worked on a television set. It was yeah. so large.
1: <laughs> How did he even pack that thing? And th- the, uh, the, the byline, the Wikipedia byline says that was his own personal video camera. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> they used it for the movie. I wish we would have brought one of those, found those on eBay and brought it on the trip. <laughs> we, we, like, record the trip onto VHS with a little, like, time stamp on the
1: bottom. I could get you to help me lift it onto my shoulder. <laughs> Your back
0: permanently damaged yeah, on this trip. exactly. How about the, um, the French translator that he had? That was always good for a few laughs in this movie, where he's just translating like random words, and they they just think of him as a complete moron. Yes. Like everyone thinks this family are morons, right. In this in this movie, I love it.
1: And somehow they're just they persevere and they don't see that, and they Oblivious. don't even if they do see it, they don't let it get to them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're just a wacky, happy family, and uh, they're eternally jovial and yeah. they get each on, on each other's nerves but for the most part they're just like this family that doesn't let anything get in their way of f- for having fun
0: and they didn't let anything get in their way when they decided to shop from half double design dale where you can get custom scarves princess wigs 80s style national lampoons european vacation berets you name it amanda is waiting to hear your call for a custom request, and you won't regret it. Check out halfdoubledesign.com dot com for more. I don't even know would that translate now. Like if they tried to make, I know didn't they make a National Lampoons with a, what's his face, Andy, yeah. Andy from the Office, yeah, yeah, Ed Helms, um, and it and that's that, a really
1: it's a really funny movie, really? but it's like not the same feel to it altogether. It's more like gross slapstick humor, it, but it's like. A lot of like dirty, disgusting situations Boobies. they find themselves in. Boobies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, um, uh, Clark. No, that would be Rusty, I think, because it's a sequel, right? He's he's oh, Rusty is there, in the it? movie. Wow. Yeah. Because Chevy Chase is in it at the very end and Beverly D'Angelo. But he, like, you know, he plows through this cow on one tracker, and he, like, just makes the cow explode. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really funny but it's not the same like the humor doesn't come from the same place I don't That's think That's what I mean know. I wonder if they tried to do
0: the same feel of like an oblivious family just being insulted by you know yeah. everyone and just loving each other but still making it through somehow accidentally I yeah. wonder if it wouldn't like translate well where it would yeah. be difficult to make that movie now and have like a production company or producer be like, I'm not giving you a hundred million dollars to do that <laughs> right, yeah. right now.
1: It's, I mean, it was a funny movie, and Rusty completely t- turned into his dad and became like a, happily oblivious. Like whereas you know the in the movies he, Rusty and Audrey were always like the counterpoint to like mm-hmm. uh, Clark's eternal, um, positive outlook. They they kind of like try to keep the audience and check and, yeah. you know, uh, but he completely turned just into the Clark. He's like Clark now, mm-hmm. you know,
0: about the, uh, the, I want to get back to the cabaret scene because there's another rusty scene that, that is just like disgusting. Just seeing him.
1: he's so, I mean, he you can't stop staring at him when he's on the screen, right? Like, take that for what it's worth. But, yeah, he's got these big... In that scene, he's got these big, huge glasses on with his, like, red haircut. Yeah. And he's, like, bobbing his head around. Like, God. He, it's so... Staggering, like we almost feel like a dad that just like get
0: that smug look off your face <laughs> right, exactly you yeah. feel like Chevy Chase in every scene with
1: Rusty, right, yeah, just trying to keep him down from like being a total d
0: there's a scene that uh I now have like a different viewpoint of entirely now that I'm older and a father. But when they're on the train and they're just miserable and they're <laughs> sitting and all the audio is amplified because everyone oh is like God. annoying each other yeah and Rusty's listening to his music and he's singing and Audrey's like blowing her bubble gum
1: that and- bub- the bubble the bubblegum audio pumped up to eleven. <laughs> Like
0: it's, it's like the exact <laughs> replica of that scene. It doesn't. It almost doesn't even sound like someone blowing up gum. No, it, it does it's not like exactly. someone like you just made the noise with your mouth. And right. like I, I got the audio for the right. bubble gum scene, and then Chevy starts doing it. Remember, he's like flicking the uh, cigarette ash container, <laughs> <laughs> and he just well, he just wants to slap his son around because he's so annoying. And I, we've all been there. Yeah. On these trips. Yeah, yeah. That's why these these movies are like so timeless because you love you think they're funny as a kid. And then you have, a, like, another, a secondary viewpoint. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this is, like,
1: it works on a whole new level. It's so timeless. Right, yeah. It just holds up, and you're looking at it from Clark's viewpoint all of a sudden. Because it's, like, you lived some of those real-world experiences all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just want you just want the best for your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So his eternal um outlook, positive outlook. Mm-hmm. His ad-libbing when he climbs in bed with that English woman. <laughs> <laughs> and he, lo- she, like, locks her legs around him? Yeah. <laughs> could, she, could you please unlock your legs from no. my legs, please? <laughs> no. Uh, it's, it was all the numerous doors in the hotel. I guess this happens all the time, huh? No. No. Could you unlock your legs from my leg, please? No. My right leg is mm-hmm. asleep. Mm-hmm. I can just... Oh, no. Thank you. Please don't. It's really hot for got you out here, is it? It's hot, oh, yeah, yeah. really hot. My, just
0: Listen, I, I've got a
1: mild case of herpes easier oh, if I got out of. let me voice? just
0: check yeah. away the from... uh, other part that I wrote down was uh, when they're they, they encounter another um, another group of Americans this American couple who are on their honeymoon oh yeah and they're just like all over each other making out and they see them again at breakfast the next morning and Russ is like looking at them like making out
1: dad I think he's gonna pork her
0: He's not going to pork her, Russ. Just eat, okay?
1: I think he is, Dad.
0: He may pork her, Russ. Just eat, okay?
1: (laughs) He might pork her. That was another part. There was another couple parts of dialogue from the TV edit that were taken out of that. Like, he was going to pork her, but... I wonder what they said. Maybe they just cut that scene? Yeah, no. Like, they were all over, but uh, they were all over each other. It just wasn't, I guess, as drawn out. Mm -hmm. He definitely didn't say he was going to pork her. dad i remember him you know like dad i think he did it maybe he said i think I think he's gonna nail her oh my
0: god that sounds worse
1: yeah that's, for some that's reason that's in worse. my head though
0: yeah <laughs> there's i just skinned my notes one of the first ones i have is how old is audrey and one of the last ones i have is audrey looks 80 years old <laughs> I was so infatuated <laughs> with her age yeah uh the yeah, the audio of her blowing gum and him listening to music the french culture the night in the town Rusty in that hat. Remember, he, they got them that those French hats, yeah. the beret. Oh for my Family,
1: god. rusty.
0: Oh my god! Those gals. I couldn't tell if they were like. I felt slightly bad for Rusty, even though we're busting his chops. But he see these girls see him initially, and one of them like looks at him like nicely in the distance. Yeah, it was and that's sweet. what he thinks. Like, oh, maybe I should go try to you know focus on these girls. And then when they when he gets closer, they kind of just make fun of him for the hat, which I felt bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And then, but uh, Clark saves the day in that scene.
1: Bothers you, it bothers me. If it upsets you, it upsets me.
0: (laughs) I actually was surprised that this movie is 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Right? Really? Yeah. It's animals. I know. I wonder if this is like the, out of the
1: big three, I wonder if this is considered three out of them. Yeah, I do wonder. I mean, so for all that I love the movie, as soon as they get to Italy and the caper scene, like the caper uh, yeah. part, like it falls apart from that. It's like the movie's pretty much over for me when, as soon as they walk in the travel or check place mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, the, like the, the kidnapping scene starts, it's such like a, like jammed in there. It's like a way let's, let's end this movie somehow kind of thing. And let's, let's have it bigger than, Vacation, you know what I mean? Like, let's get Clark involved in something. It's
0: yeah, because they eventually they get into the they they lose their money, so they try to get get some like what was it like wire some money, travelers checks or something, travelers yeah. checks. And then there's like that place that they go into is being robbed, so this guy gives them like ten like two thousand dollars and then hides. What does he hide the money and the rest in their trunk? Yeah, so he'll like with the getaway. person
1: with the kidnapped person yeah, in their trunk.
0: Yeah. Just assumes he'll like meet up with them later to get the money. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like what <laughs> it
0: doesn't make any sense. There's
1: th- 70 other cars in that uh parking garage. Yeah,
0: and not only that but he also tries to seduce Beverly in the hotel, <laughs> yeah. which adds a whole other level. Um but what was the final act in Vacation? What was like the main plot
1: of that? Do you rem- um remember. the fi- the final act is you know they ride the rides at Wally World and then Mr. Oh, right. Wally shows up yeah. and then oh, the, the, and then he gets on the rides with them doesn't he mm. but then that's it it's like roll the credits they're on they're getting ready to ride the roller coaster one last time you know mm. and go, going down the big hill So what do you
0: think is the best out of the three even though your first love is European is it European
1: Um that's that's a great question the best one probably could be the first one um it's so good and I I hadn't watched it until maybe uh I don't know, fifteen or twenty years ago. Like I just didn't it wasn't taped at my mom's. So uh, you know, I think uh, there was a point when I was fifteen I started washing dishes at Flicks Cafe and yeah. I would uh you know, I get paid in that all cash under the table uh pay and I would go to Kmart and buy all the VHS's of uh, movies that i always wanted to see and never did and that was one of them so it's a really good movie like that might be the best one your first Not job bad. was dishwashing
0: yeah so it was mine was it i hated it i had rode my bike to a cafe <laughs> yeah me too and i would get there i think after school because it was like a cafe that had live music open mics oh really so they would be open till like one o'clock sometimes oh god and I would go there and nobody would have had done dishes that day cause they knew I'd be coming. <laughs> like how awful. And how that awful. was, that's how you start a work day. There's no other worse way to start a work day yeah. than walking into like, cause they had three sinks, mm-hmm. you know, like one dirty dishes, one of like the, I don't know what the, some kind of business dish cleaner liquid. Yeah. 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 And, uh, they would just throw it at there. Sometimes there'd still be like food on the plates.
1: In the sink, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So There'd
0: just be like you know bagels floating around in the, in the dirty oh, water. God, that's my next few hours. Yeah, I wanted to just like never work again ever. Yeah,
1: exactly. I would do the Saturday and Sunday morning shift, and I would get there like seven or seven thirty, and they would open at five thirty or six, and they would just start piling the dishes up, <sighs> like nobody would like. Sometimes I would go in and had, you know, somebody might have had to wash a couple things because they ran out of mm-hmm. things, and then I, you know, I was getting a stink eye. Oh, we need to go get those glasses oh. clean. You know, there was no dishwasher, perf- like, machine. Yeah. You were just doing it, man, and Sundays were chicken Popeye dinners, and, oh. like, that that crap would just get, like, cling to the plate. Yeah. But how about the, um, did you ever have
0: to wash, like, the dit- the soup? containers those like large you know multi-gallon
1: drums
0: that contain the soup yes people like there'd be like an eighth of soup left people just throw it into like the sink and like get the water in there (laughs) yeah so the eight the the, like two pounds of hardened soup is now like loosening
1: (laughs) right yeah and i'd just be like come on and then you got to clean out the drain and like it's it's not it's it's a hard-earned you know I was I was buying those VHSs in blood <laughs> because it was blood and congealed soup. It was rough, rough. It was a rough, rough go. I did I did that for like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, I eventually, I remember buying.
0: I bought my movies. Uh, I would go to either Target or Best Buy. That's where I would buy my oh, DVDs. Wow. So I used to get a ton of DVDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first. I got my first DVD player for Christmas. Before that, we had a mini, we had like a 27-inch TV co- v- VHS combo. So I would be mm-hmm. able to like, you know, those things are so cool. You just put a VHS in and start recording and set time. Yeah, wow. That's, like, that's how I used to watch ECW. I used to record that oh. and then watch the <laughs> tapes. But the I, would always, I was so in love with going to buy DVDs. Yeah, that was just my jam. Yeah, Tuesdays, go head over to Best Buy or Target to see what. And then like those DVDs were like almost always discounted. Like they were trying to get
1: you to buy those DVDs. They were like ten dollars. Yeah, Target especially they would always have those kind of, and maybe Best Buy, but yeah. Um, there was never, there was never a Target or Best Buy near me. But it, I was Target was always kind of closer. Mm-hmm. But Best Buy was like Mecca. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that yeah. was Mecca back then
0: plus two around then was releasing things on dvd was new so it wasn't just like the new releases it was like things that have never been on dvd yeah they were getting their re-release yeah so like all those vacations coming out tv shows coming out on
1: seasons remember that when that's the hottest thing ever it was just like you could buy an entire season of something yeah
0: like season one of seinfeld was like you know the biggest
1: event in dvd history yeah yeah it was my first DVD player I had I had like a I don't a 27-inch TV in my room I think with a VCR but the TV didn't have like RCA inputs mm. and my VCR did but so I tried hooking my DVD player up to my VCR and then when you would play a DVD like this anti-piracy like <laughs> color changing <laughs> thing I was all excited to put in my first DVD Austin Powers and I put it in, and like he's as soon as the dance number starts, he's dancing down the street. There's like, it's like going in and out of color. I'm like, what is happening? Why is my life ruined? Right. I can't see the quality of this DVD. Yeah
0: that's it was awesome powers was my first dvd was it really yeah so that must have been the one of the early like affordable dvd eras and awesome powers was at sale at the same time yeah
1: and as opposed to like and you know some drama movie that we would never watch i wonder
0: Austin how powers. much it was because i remember dvds were dvd players were expensive and then once like the yeah. dearth of random companies that were making <laughs> yes, dvd <exactly>. players <laughs> yeah uh, i had one of those
1: that was my first I like think ge was my first one Mine was like Aurora or something <laughs> totally make funnable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I And I, it was like a hundred dollars. I did the same thing because we had a VHS and I
0: remember we got it for Christmas, I think we had relatives over and I was gonna play awesome powers for everybody. <laughs>
1: <You're> ready <laughs> which family? Is,
0: which is one of the silliest statements I've ever said out loud. <laughs> and I remember plugging it into the VHS player. And this one had a, like, fade out. It would just, like, fade in and out of the picture for anti-piracy. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, guys. I, I don't know. I'm i trying here. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Contact was my other one. So that that one is why I always bring up Contact. Oh, yeah. Once so you was... get those DVDs, you're like, well, I guess I'll watch these movies again. So you just right. watch them over and over again.
1: On digital video disc, this new technology. The sc-
0: God, it's, like, so outdated already. Oh, yeah. The menu screen dvd commentary is just like gone to
1: the wayside pretty much i know there was like
0: which is the saddest part for me
1: dvd commentary yeah there was like a fever pitch to get people back in the studio to record Mm -hmm. commentary on their old movies and stuff like that oh my god it was it was such a like do they come out on blu-ray i mean i have no idea because you know blu-ray is just a fraction of your of your share right like your whatever you're selling like and if you buy it on amazon you're not getting a commentary track yeah you're buying it on itunes or anything like that you're not you're getting not getting special features at all really like some of the big movies yeah some of them are like you'll at the get end
0: mm-hmm. i think like if you buy the major ones on itunes it'll say like includes special features and you have but you can i think you, like you maybe only could have at the time watched it on the itunes app but maybe now it's like more advanced mm-hmm. the oh yeah a. that's
1: right the itunes app oh man what a
0: Special features, like the making of stuff, uh, like mm-hmm. I remember digging into like you had to put the second disc in to watch certain things, and I remember mm-hmm. when the seasons also I think around the era when I was working at Best Buy, Lord of the Rings was being released in the special editions, oh baby, and then like the extended and those are just like large boxes, yeah, um, but I remember too, when the talk of another format was coming out, I was like. I can't remember if they were going to release larger size discs of DVDs. Like there's a new format of DVDs that are like, you know, 48 gigs or whatever it was. Uh And I was like, man, these TV shows on DVD are great, but they, once they get them on one disc, it's going to be awesome. And that never happened because I I was, didn't realize that like the high quality of the video would be amplified to the point where they're still going to need multiple discs. (laughs) So there's never, I don't even know if they really (laughs) ever made seasons on one
1: Blu-ray. It's like
0: still multiple.
1: That's right. DVD was so, I mean, like, we're old now, older. But it seemed like DVD didn't really, in the grand scheme, didn't have, like, a chance on its own. Mm. Because they, like, HD DVD and Blu-ray came out. Like, I guess DVD started coming out in, like, what, 99, 98? Yeah, maybe, yeah. I was
0: working. Yeah, we were both working at a video, not the same one, but at a video store, and, and in 2000, I remember I started working, and it was all VHS predominantly at the video store. And then they added a small DVD section. hmm And then they merged. So, like, the same movie would have both DVD and VHS in the same section. And mm-hmm. then, like, very quickly after that, it became, like, predominantly DVD.
1: Yeah, like, they just, there was, like, a project overnight. You're just swapping <laughs> all of it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And uh, so, but when did HD DVD came out? It was, like, 2006, yeah, so maybe somewhere. So I
0: I latched on to HD DVD initially because I think that was the Microsoft backed one. Yeah, and I was uh, still hard into Xbox.
1: Yeah, how I mean, how cool was you could get an additional HD DVD player for your Xbox? Oh my that was God. so badass. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I I loved, and I remember I I can't remember if I referenced this when I talked to my dad on his episodes, but. I bought Mission Impossible 3 on HD DVD <laughs> and uh, The Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn. Oh. And I so yeah. I played that for him and it literally blew his mind. Really? The... It was like the best representation of the film he'd ever wow. seen in, in person. The quality? Yeah, the restoration of the film was next level. But I think soon after that, like, didn't PlayStation built in... Blu-ray on one of their models and that was kind of like it for HD DVD.
1: Yeah, their PlayStation 3s could play Blu-rays, right?
0: It sounds right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it was you're right. I mean,
0: they had more backing in in Blu-ray than HD DVD.
1: Yeah, and I think other studios kind of supported that too for some reason. I remember reading like the trade magazines
0: like HD DVD versus Blu-ray. Like I was so deep into that world (laughs) of film and movies and technology where I was like enthralled just to see. And I thought it was crazy that like you had to choose between the two and you didn't know which one was going to be like the final format.
1: I know like what fate beholds these two. Mm -hmm. I I guess I'll put my, you know, back, back one with my money and then, you know, you're selling them all for nothing. I
0: I, uh, was lucky enough to... I think this was around the time. I didn't then buy into Blu-ray. I bought into streaming at that point where I kind of, they started to stream movies. I'm not sure if it was iTunes or, you know, Netflix was starting to get into it. And you could, I think Microsoft started to do it on the Xbox where you could like buy or rent TV shows. And I was like, I think I might be out of physical stuff. And so I sold the HD DVD and my DVDs not at a loss hmm. and wow. then like months maybe like six months later it was just like donezo
1: yeah then you're like you could like you could see like the bins at Walmart or mm-hmm. selling like getting rid of those HD DVD Transformers the movie they're trying <laughs> to get rid of my friend I remember my friend had an HD DVD player and uh, but it was like it was great it was but it was like on this rear projection HD TV like oh it was a there was a bad time in between T- CRT's and there's always rear projection but there's these rear projection HD TVs and it's like no you could still there's still like vignetting and shadows in the corner no. like it was not, i mean yeah i could kind of see the quality of the HD DVD, but your your TV, pal, your brand new H- mm-hmm. real projection TV was not, like, doing it any favors. Have you ever gotten into, like, projectors? Like, have you ever had those set up in, like, a basement
0: somewhere no, and used them? No, I never did. I'm always curious to the actual quality of those things. I know. Because I know, like, people in, like, small apartments might, like, I see in YouTube, they install, like, a ceiling drop-down, and then they have a rear projector, yeah. I wonder what that quality. I always th- in my head think it's just trash.
1: Yeah, me too. And I know, you know, I know there's I guess you can get really good quality HD quality projectors, but it's still a projector, right? Like so yeah. it's still you're still not getting like that l- l- backlit experience. Mm-hmm. You're just like on you know, you're still projecting whatever you're projecting. I don't I don't I don't see the um the the benefit of like, you know, other than getting, you know, a 100-inch. Yeah.
0: You have to always, like, watch it in darkness, don't you? Like, you have to turn the lights off. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You don't watch TV during the day ever. (laughs) Right, yeah. I remember, um, to circle back to the video store, I remember uh, our bosses having to figure out how to rent TV seasons. And if I remember correctly, they rented Sopranos was it around this time oh yeah that, oh absolutely and yes. i still have never watched sopranos but i think i remember them re- renting out the individual discs like, to the like seasons
1: two or three episodes yeah on one disc oh man
0: <laughs> <laughs> so some people would have what to like dip. come in and try to rent like their missing disc and they'd be like is that sopranos disc three in yet like, no sorry <laughs> no, man. So- sorry sir god i remember having to People getting late fees, like $80 late fees, my $100 God. late fees, and they come in to rent something. I'm like, sorry, man, you got like $100, $120 in late fees right here. You got to pay that. And then they'd ask to talk to the manager and he'd like give him a discount. Yeah, all right. 30 dollars yeah. Right. So Can he would imagine paying that now. Oh my God. That's like expl- absurd. Expl- imagine us explaining that to our children. <laughs> like the, we had to rent a movie. Yeah. And if we didn't deliver it on time, we had to pay $40.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be, kids would just be like, what? GTFO, Dad. Yeah, right. Grandpa. Get out of here. You're late fees. I'm going to charge you late fees for keeping me here, telling me this dumb story. (laughs) But it was so bad. I remember before, I mean, when I was a kid, my buddy and his mom, we like hovered around the return counter at the West Coast video that I eventually worked out Mm -hmm. for like Child's Play 3. Wow, because we had watched the other two, and we wanted three, and we were waiting like forever to get this stupid movie because this was the only way mm-hmm. to f- to to entertain ourselves—video yeah. rental. So we're we're hovering like every person that returned a movie like what sickness were we experiencing where we're like frisking <laughs> we're frisking customers as they come back in with their r- video rentals to see if Child's Play three is one of the ones they rented.
0: What was the plot of Child's Play three? Ch- <laughs> <laughs> was that which is another random reanimated uh, Chucky plot, or was this one more involved?
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, I think Andy is in like. He's in like some high school that's army, like an army high school, like mm-hmm. military. Oh, okay. And uh, I think that's three. And he he visits Andy at this military base, and he and they're like having this war games exercise, and Chucky just replaces all the ammo with live ammunition oh, at this war games. Yeah,
0: I think USA Network used to play those movies. All oh the my time. god,
1: USA was famous for Child's Play. Yeah. <laughs> Child's Play 2 was uh, when they were in that doll factory, the good guy doll factory, so Chucky gets like dipped in the vat of plastic, Mm -hmm. and he comes out, and he's like a big lump of shit, and he's like crawling, (laughs) he's still crawling after his victims, determined, (laughs) determined to transfer his soul. God, they don't make movies like that anymore. <laughs> they, don't. they don't. They really don't. They don't waste the money anymore. I mean, maybe you're getting like...
0: <laughs> those are like direct to Amazon video movies. Yeah. At those levels. We yeah. Were, we were saying last night how I feel like Amazon Prime has become like a mecca of like lower rent, but like older horror movies. Just scrolling around last really? night. Uh, in the basement,
1: we were seeing a few wheel was put on. I get... It's tough. Like Amazon... App, and my I'm like Amazon ecosystem. You know what I mean? Like I have my movies there and stuff. But yeah, you your Echoes. Trying to find s- new stuff is impossible on the Fire TV on the app. It's like they'll recommend you stuff, but show me, like, is there a way that I can just go through modern like stuff thirty to fifty titles on the screen at a time so I could zip through them?
0: I don't even think there's a. I I don't use the Fire TV, but Prime Video. Is it just? I think it's Amazon Video. There's, it's been like thirty names.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is, but on the it's the same. It's, it's almost the same, the same basic, UI on Xbox. Yeah, it's the
0: same basic thing. I don't know. I don't think I've ever done it because you're right. Every time I click on a list, it's like one list at the top of the screen and text filling up the bottom of the screen, and they show like eight covers. Yeah, on you can screen. scroll to the right, scroll to the right, scroll and that's
1: it. If you and if you can find the way to get to a genre, it's like they're showing you crap that they're recommending to you. But maybe I don't want something, You, I don't want you to record, I just want to find see something. See what's new. Yeah, I want to see what's new. I want to see something obscure that might be wild and crazy and I might love. But it's. <laughs> I don't know, Like, how do you bring that stuff in a palatable, mm-hmm. digestible way? They probably think at this point that they think
0: it's better for you to be recommended new stuff and old stuff than giving you a list of new stuff. Like, they think, yeah, based that's, on studies, yeah, that's that true. like, right. you know what? You actually don't want this. <laughs> like, right. we, we've discovered right. that people actually use this. E-
1: so this is better because either way, you're just gonna scroll through the tiles of video covers. Mm-hmm. That's all you're gonna do. Instead of watching something for the next hour, <laughs> you're just gonna scroll through.
0: <laughs> I do that with Netflix more than Amazon like I'll yeah. go into Netflix, scroll for 10 minutes and then just go into another app. Like yes yeah. and all of the things are things I'd want to watch, but I can't choose and then I just I am going right. to I just killed 10 minutes on one or something else. I'll
1: uh, I'll just watch something that I've watched again a 100 times. <laughs> right. Because I know there's safety in there and, yeah. and comfort.
0: Also Prime uses like the worst DVD box art. On those movies, <laughs> yeah, they do, and I feel like it almost works in the favor. Like, God, that that cover is so terrible. I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, Whereas yeah. Netflix, you don't even see those covers anymore. What I keep forgetting is that they use machine learning to create mm. those generated cover art. Oh, lasers. wow! Those aren't even people that make those. Uh, you know, those the slides like that says like, for an example, like Casino was on there. Uh huh. And right now, they show this obscure, not obscure, but like C-grade character in the movie as <laughs> the primary actor on the box art. Yeah. And it's just, like, there's, I read an article about how they do it. It's just all computers, and they're able to see if this is a person, is this a face that I can use on a box, cover what? box. That's why they change all the time, because they think that it'll entice you to watch it. Oh,
1: again. Okay. Wow.
0: So if you ever see like a weird, like, why would they focus on this person for this box art?
1: That's yeah. Why. Yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely have had one in mind just recently. I saw that on Netflix and it was, uh, I I can't remember what it is, but I know exactly what you're talking like about. Like TV seasons will
0: have like this, it's like putting Kevin Malone from The Office <laughs> on like the box art for The Office.
1: Like, <laughs> what's happening that? here? And Netflix, you're like, well, I, I mean... I'm gonna scroll through, but I can't hover and read the description because it's gonna start, start playing, playing on me immediately. Oh, God, so you're just like, you're just like Netflix is like chasing you off of the 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 tile. Like, you, if you want to watch this, you better just scroll to it, and because it's gonna start it's, playing yeah. with you went to it. Or I not. actually ha- was able to shut off their their new test of
0: showing like a mini ad after an oh, episode ends. Really? Because like when we're watching The Office, their test of like. people on the internet like call it commercials on Netflix like oh uprising but it's like (laughs) as the countdown is happening in the office there's like a mini ad for a comedy special that plays and you're able someone figured out that you're able to go into the web settings and turn off like exclude me from tests so now that like shut it off oh,
1: and that works on the apps and stuff too Mm -hmm. yeah Mm.
0: god you know yeah we should have brought a DVD player to the lake
1: yeah we should have just a bunch of our old DVDs. (laughs) DVDs. <laughs> and plug in the Powers. S-Video connection. S-Video, my God. My new, So my new TV that had the connections I needed for my garbage DVD player that seized up a month later, um, I went on Crutchfield and I got S-Video. Oh. S-Video CRT. I was going to go all out and make this the best mo- movie watching experience oh ever. I got a 35-inch CRT with S-Video. So, I could plug that DVD directly into Uh the back of the TV.
0: I love Crutchfield.
1: Yeah. Oh, go with Shopping Crutchfield's website and catalogs are just. You could lose an hour just in there
0: seeing what kind of goodies you could get.
1: And their hand, like um, Elaine Bennis, like articles and descriptions (laughs) of Crutchfield merchandise in the catalog. It's just like, man. We're on the same page, you and I, Crutchfield.
0: You know what we skipped over was uh, the DVD-R era, when you could record. I think that was a short era <laughs> where people, where I, oh yeah, when they, when you could record your own DVD pl- on, a, on a player. So remember, it was like DVD minus R, DVD plus R. You invested in one of these machines, I did? Because I was like, this could replace me recording VHSs, and the technology was so trash. It was so <laughs> early. So, like, full disclosure, a lot of stuff I watched is not very different than what I watch now, but like, I was super into The Apprentice when that first came out.
1: <laughs> and if
0: I wanted, if I was going to miss an episode, I was going to record it. And I attempted to record The Apprentice and Hell's Kitchen on like a DVDR. Oh, boy. And it was just un- totally unreliable. It really? would really like fail or this would get corrupted during the recording process and like you couldn't finish it. And oh my God! It was God, so trash. And no wonder that that never really replaced anything, and it was just
1: over. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's just like, then just let's just record to a hard drive. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I think that was like soon after TiVo. Yeah, TiVo was I think still TiVo was a thing around there. I think I never. But yeah, but it was like super expensive. It I was remember. super
1: expensive, and like you could only order it off of the infomercial or something. Mm-hmm. Like they were. That was the only way to really see it in action. Yeah. And then you're like, well, how does this work with my coax cable that I'm paying for? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I hook it up and still get the channels I pay for yeah. and have TiVo interact with it? Yeah, it, it didn't and, make any sense to me. Yeah, you had, to, have, you had a phone line, Ugh. like, plugged into it. <laughs> what? God. Pioneers. Remember Dreamcast had a phone line in it? Yes. God.
0: Should have brought a Dreamcast.
1: Should have brought a Dreamcast to the freaking lake house, <laughs> idiots.
0: <laughs> How often do you go to the movies now?
1: I go. Um, I don't know. I probably maybe once a month. I'll go. It's uh, tough for us to find time, but um, I usually take the kids. You know, so it would be like kids' movies mm-hmm. stuff. We like to go to the movies. How close is the theater to you? Well, that's. That's a loaded question because there is a theater twenty minutes from my house, but it's got the uh, doesn't have the reserve seating. Mm-hmm. It's just like theater, like stadium style, and it's like garbage part of the world. So, right. like you, it's like my entire life is David Spade and Black Sheep when. <laughs> The the uh the pickup truck is walking by, is the pickup truck's driving by, and he's like, something tells me that I just want that truck to keep going. <laughs> so, so then they stop, and they harass him. Like, that's, in my mentality, that's me every time I pass another person on the street. Something uh. tells me I just want this person to keep going. So, the next, cl- the closest theater that I will go to is like 45 minutes away. Oh my God. So like, what's the point?
0: I... Ugh, I feel like an What's ass telling you but there's a new theater opening up in Willow Grove uh mall which is like 4
1: minutes from our house. They're going to probably have the, all the best technologies. It's
0: going to be we've been hearing about it for like a year and this was the main reason why we didn't sign up for the um, AMC movie oh, thing cuz it's not AMC. It's not AMC. It's not going to be AMC, it's going to be a movie and grill thing oh. so they're gonna have like you know in bistro or something table seating plus theater and this is this mall has had like no it's like the mall you know how this kind of mall is like it's three levels it's large and then they all coalesce each corner coalesces into one department store you know at yeah the end. yeah yeah so i think jc penny was there for eons and left and the only thing that's going in that corner of the department store to my knowledge has been like a cheesecake factory on like level one (laughs) and you have, it's like um, it's like in the Simpsons where since they got a boardwalk, like a boardwalk was added. And then there was like, it said like Moe's tavern, Bistro at the boardwalk, <laughs> and it was like a three mile walk in this like wooden wooden <laughs> underground. You just ended up at Mo's, and uh, so that's what it was. Yeah, there's like this weird long walk to get to the Cheesecake Factory. So yeah. there's a theater going in, what I would assume is like to the two levels, it's going to take it over. Wow. Um, so I would, I, I'm excited. I think it, they say 2019.
1: This is going to be a real treat for you.
0: Yeah, four minutes away, man. Like, there's a. We usually go to the Regal Twenty Two, which is like seventeen minutes away. That's not bad. That one doesn't have reserved seating. It has one IMAX theater.
1: Um, yeah, it's not that bad. So, so some of the you know, like the some of the theaters I I drive to, like there was a there was an AMC theater, and you could order your snacks in the app and the a, a staff member will just bring it to the theater for you. It's in a reserve seating, but it's not like you can't get like a meal, but you know, some theaters have like chicken fingers now or something like that. But I just, I was running late to, I don't know, like an early screening of something. I was going by myself. It was the greatest night of my life. <laughs> and, uh, I was running late because work didn't get out. So I, like when I was pulling in the parking lot, I ordered my popcorn I said, deliver it to me in like five minutes. God. She brought it to me. I, I tipped her. I felt like I, I had it. to tip her. Yeah. I don't know if I had to. She's like, oh, you don't have to do that. I'm like, well, you take my money now,
0: lady. <laughs> we we were at the mall getting uh, clothes for James for school at Primark, and he want we he was he he requested one of those frozen lemonades from Chick Fil A. So we walked mm-hmm. over there, and the food court was just a madhouse. For, like forty people at the Chick Fil A. <laughs> On the walk over there, I was able to order it, yeah, as yes. soon as I got to the counter, I had the drink in my hand, and I just walked away. Amanda <sighs> had never been more attracted to me in that than in that moment. <laughs> it was like she wanted to ravage me just immediately right. just how, and then how quickly I passed everyone and then
1: you walked out of the food court like <laughs> like Ben Stiller and meet the parents when he's got the cat in his hand, like he was the hero. <laughs> and he holds it up you hold up the lemonade
0: oh my god that, that was probably dvd number three yes exactly it
1: was <laughs> i want i rewatch that on dvd so many times it was the
0: greatest the, thing ever one of the most quotable scenes in my movie growing youth was Repertoire. when Ro- robert de niro said that cat's been like a brother to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the most absurd lines
1: in movies right. that I can remember. Oh God! The uh, post credits when uh, De Niro's like watching the hidden cam of mm. the bathroom mm. in like.
0: <laughs> he had a string of those movies. Remember they did that, like where he went was Billy Crystal the therapist. What was that? What were those movies oh, yeah. called?
1: analyze this
0: yeah they made like a couple of those how many meet the parents did they make that cat's been like a brother to
1: you <laughs> I, guess, I think i saw jinx in there jinx was
0: <laughs> also uh owen wilson in that movie is amazing <laughs> yeah, right. man, he hand carves this he whittles th- it threshold <laughs> god so many great movies
1: yeah and God. We might
0: have to do, we might, have, I kind of want to do more episodes where we go through like the Chevy Chase backlist.
1: Man. God.
0: Did you ever watch the YouTube, what were you going to say? I
1: was going to say this, I was just going to jump to the scene in Spies Like Us when they're taking the test, him and Dan Aykroyd are taking the test and they're cheating off each other. And and, uh, and like Dan Aykroyd pretends he's like having a, a an episode and he starts coughing all over and Chevy Chase, no, Chevy Chase is like, Coughing and having a heart attack, <laughs> and he's got like this first. His first attempt at cheating was like this fake broken arm, and his his real arm was like under his business suit. <laughs> God, I haven't seen oh, that movie in God. forever.
0: Great movie. I was gonna say, um, do you watch his, the video of his talk show on YouTube? No. Oh. was it a late night? Yeah, that was the show? one that like um, oh, was supposed to compete with Arsenio or replace Arsenio. I can't remember, but. It oh was God. dreadful. Was it like people really? say, like all oh, the worst talk show in history, like it, the worst interviewer ever,
1: right? And you're, and like, you're like, how, how on, can this, it be that this is then? Such heavy
0: chase we're talking about here, right? It, God, it is trash. It's wow. really bad. We might have to watch it on YouTube. Yeah,
1: we might have to because wow, like I know, like there was a fever pitch to just get everybody late night talk shows at the time, but wow, I gotta see.
0: Plus, like the the people that are on now, like make it look so easy too. We're like. Okay, right, these guys are doing it, and they could do it in their sleep. If could che, Chevy Chase could, you know, run circles around them.
1: Right, um, but then you kind of hear stories like the other side of Chevy. You know what I mean? Where he's like, he knows he's the biggest comedy star. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. So he kind of like lets it got be an known. ego. Yeah, like he's got an ego. I what think that the
0: thing that happened with a uh, community. I mean, he was off drugs by community, right? But
1: wasn't he just, like, a terror to work with or something? I think, yeah, he was, uh, I think he kept insisting on doing his own brand of comedy during the scenes, and Dan Harmon's just like, like, I this char- this Pierce character, like, I'm writing it to be a specific way, like, can you please just not, like, use your physical comedy? Like, one of the ones that are, were, are in one of the episodes was, like, Pierce, like, Like, Chevy's probably just like, I'm gonna get him. I'm, I, this, this has worked for me for years. You know what I mean? Mm So, Pierce is like in the school cafeteria and he like gets an ice cream cone and he puts it under the ice cream machine, but the ice cream machine won't turn off. So, he's like, he's like fumbling to get more cones under the machine. And it's like a total Chevy chase like 25 years previous to that. But I think he was just like, never would. stick to the script or like just do a little bit of what Dan Harmon wow. kind of asked him to do mm-hmm. and he would just do his own thing. So he just com- became a complete nightmare to work with. And then like there were voicemail messages traded back and forth that were like uh, played publicly or something. I don't know. Mm. I think that's what it was. Poor Chevy. Yeah. But he was at the end of, uh, you know, the new vacation movie with, with Helen, uh, Helen, Ellen <laughs> Ellen Griswold. The other thing I saw was this was the first
0: or only movie where they were called Griswolds with an A.
1: Yeah. What a strange thing. Continuity. Be damned. Like, why? That is so peculiar to me. Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Ellen. John Hughes, man, wrote the three big vacation movies. That's crazy. God, he had so many hits. He did. Like, he was, like, not even ones that he directed just ha- had a, to be a part of. He wrote them. Like, the guy was amazing. Was he on Um, Here's the Thing? I feel like I listened to
0: an interview about John Hughes or someone. I can't remember. I wonder if he was on. Oh,
1: uh... Uh, Maybe it was an interview about him. He died in, like, 2004 or something oh, like that. Yeah, I guess that makes Maybe 2009.
0: Hmm. Here's the Thing. That was for those that are unknow- unknowing. That was Alec Baldwin's, right? Yeah, <laughs> impression. Alex at the lake house here with us this week. <laughs> He's another wily character. He's like beloved, but you know, in modern technology, stuff comes out about him that just
1: makes you like, what's going on? <laughs> Neurotic. Right
0: which is crazy i think
1: yeah i i yeah i have a soft spot for him but i think people are just so up his ass like he lives in new york so people are yeah. just like paparazzi's probably just got to be around every city block and he's like living in you know manhattan i guess mm. you know, i don't know what but but when he called his daughter uh, a pig <laughs> you are a pig god he he addressed it in one of the recent here's the thing did he yeah, about like public shaming and stuff like that. And you know, he 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 sounded like he learned from it. Maybe I need to come back because I fell off here's the thing was like the podcast
0: I recommended to people for like years. Because I loved mm-hmm. his interviews You loved the you loved it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I loved
1: You were smitten with it. His this is-
0: conversations. He was he's an amazing conversationalist and Like, honestly, I try to be like, I I try to emulate what I can from his podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's so vivacious with his interest. And it comes across so well. Right. You know, he's lucky enough to interview. He's an expert. (laughs) He is, uh, I mean, he has his quirks, obviously, but, and he's lucky enough to interview people I would assume that he has a strong desire to interview. Right. Yeah. He's not doing like, Oh, what do you, what do you sell him this week that I had to right, talk to you? about? Like, that's not his thing. Right. Like who did my team bring in for me to talk to? Right. Kind of thing. You know, he has this deep knowledge and those are the best episodes. And I fell off, I think where there was just another thing that came out about him where he was just an a-hole to somebody. And I was like, oh, come on, Alec. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember. And that kind of, and sometimes that happens with me in a podcast where. I'll, I'll just turn it off for two weeks and then I'll just forget about it for like a year.
1: Yeah, it's easy to do that. And then it just downloads to your phone and takes up space. But I, yeah, I do that with Alec. I'll, I'll just spot listen to the ones, to the guests I want to listen to. Mm. And I was like emulating Alec when I was talking to Slim just now. That's one of the quirks. Like, I... I don't know if he does it for the sake of time or, or I mean, but he does like interrupt his guests when he's interviewing him to basically like his own way of saying, get to the point or yeah, but not, not get to the point, but like, he's I like know so, exactly what you're saying. So I'm going to answer the, yeah. I'm going to answer for you. He
0: feels like so energized and so energetic. Uh, yeah. He can, right. Like not say that. For but
1: her. to hear him talk to one of his heroes or to hear him talk about like. You know, old Hollywood yes. or like plays or like the old actors like you would think he's just like this pretty guy who you know landed Comedy into acting talent. but he really knows that stuff and to hear him talk about like Burt Lancaster or I something got, yeah. in one of the old like with with people he's interviewing it's really like he really knows his stuff yeah he's referencing movies
0: like 30s movies
1: yes exactly
0: movies and he'll start like singing a tune from one of those movies and the other, the older actress or actor is like, you can hear the switch go on where they're like,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah we're, like we're a part wh- of this now. Yeah, exactly. Like I can really talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool to hear that when he's, he, he interviewed like uh, the lead singer for the Moody Blues once and uh, he's like, just picture this. It's, you know, six nineteen sixty five, 1965. And, I'm being an asshole in Long Island. Like me and my brothers are just like roaming the streets being assholes (laughs) to everybody. And then he'd be like, and then a Moody Blue song song would come on and and they'd be like, shut up, shut up, you assholes. Listen to the song. Like it was so funny (laughs) to hear like him say that they're being complete, like a gang of terrorists. And then a Moody Blue song comes on and they like stop everything that they're doing to listen to a Moody, Moody Blue song. It was so f- cool to hear him like speak to one of his heroes that he grew up with, listening to on the radio. Mm. I just saw, I watched the clip, because
0: we linked to it in our Slack. Um, the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, yeah. Uh, Coffees for Closers scene. God, he looks so young.
1: Yeah. Remember the The yeah. Shadow, when he was in that? Oh, yeah, my God.
0: that was my. I love that movie when I was a kid. I was Did hoping you? that it was going to be The Shadow 2 at some <laughs> point. I had the toys. <laughs> Wow, I think there was one toy where like he squeezed his legs and his his arms went up with the guns, <laughs> and there was one with like the like the shadow face and like Alec Baldwin's face. You could change them. Wow,
1: golly, yeah, that was a great one. That was that one. That was during the era of like Rocketeer, the black box, the black box in my house, so we could watch it on oh, you know. I never had View. one of those. Yeah,
0: I always I love the Simpsons episode that uh, where Homer stole cable illegally <laughs> really yeah I I, that was a fantastic episode because they were like they were all talking about the big fight and how they were going to listen to it or like hey, <laughs> we can go to this so-and-so's house we can hear the fight on this other the neighbor's tv yeah and, and homer's like and they're, they're showering at the nuclear power plant for some reason in the showers and he's like uh yeah we could do that or uh <laughs> you could come to my house and watch the fight <laughs> Just his delivery of that line just always cracked
1: me up. Uh,
0: and that was because Lisa has like a like a crisis of conscience. Oh, because they're stealing because cable. they're stealing cable. And like Mr. Burns comes over, everyone that hates him is in the house <laughs> watching the fight. And she goes outside, and he he goes to hang out with her and misses her, and he cuts the line after that. Oh man! First season, first two seasons of Simpsons is just like
1: next level magic genius. Yeah, uncapturable in today's climate. anymore. Yeah.
0: Do you watch Bob's Burgers?
1: I don't. I don't.
0: Thanks for coming uh, <laughs> to the show. You know,
1: I have so many things in my life, Matt, that you know I, I don't have time to do. I know.
0: Can you hear the? I wonder if the water is coming across in the mics. We're right next to the lake. We haven't referenced it. I probably referenced it in the intro. But uh, there's there's um, smoke embers I'm inhaling right now, accidentally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the magic of lake life, inhaling burnt wood. Oh god, what a day. We got up extra early. Now we're now we're recording this in front of Lake Pesico if you guys could see. God, if you could only see. I just sent out a tweet. So
0: go back um, a month to my tweets. Right. See if you can find it. I'll link to it in the show notes.
1: Yeah? Yeah, that would be nice to do
0: get a lot of requests. I don't know how long this battery is going to last. Maybe uh, a lot of requests for a paper keg to come back in this yeah. house,
1: in this lake house. People right.
0: Because people just think it's so easy.
1: People think it's, you know, it's just like. I don't yeah. say that to be mean, by the way. Oh, yeah. I know. I know you don't say like that. So them or us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it was. I don't know. It's just so hard. It's hard because, you know, you got to prep your stuff. You got to read book. You got to read the comics.
0: These, like, episodes I plan out, like, the whole reason I'm able to do this is the first six episodes in Lincoln Bio were done, like, you know, two, two and a half months previous. Mm. Mm. And then this one, I'm trying to get a cadence of, like, I need to record these maybe four weeks out because if I do it the week before, you know... I don't usually record with the people I'm interviewing. They could flake out and be like, "That happened last year. I was supposed to record with someone, and they're like, they had to reschedule like twice." Mm -hmm. So then I had to make like the next episode the last one.
1: Oh, so So yeah, it was you can't like
0: you can't. It's so that gives me leeway. But like in general, for us, you know, we would do it the week before, the night before, the night before, and then I would edit that night and
1: put it up. Yeah, you would. So we would get. You know, we wouldn't get started until eight thirty earliest and then you would have to record or edit the episode after and it's just crazy like just get scheduling that
0: being prepared for it you, know, you have a long day at work and then something comes up like i can't i can't record tonight yeah i'm still at work or i have to something happened i gotta we can't do it this week still and what is, happened
1: right so then you don't have something to record or then you're doing it like last minute and everybody's you know just to make it work you're doing it at like 10 30 because it's the last possible time you have mm-hmm. available to do it and you got to get it done because you want to get something you know in the feed plus when we started
0: doing movies that was like energizing it was exciting but like we could do other stuff when those movies are on like we can leave the room, walk around, work. <laughs> yeah, right. Be with family if it wasn't like R rated or whatever. Oh. So that helped kind of finish that chunk of prep time faster.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you could just uh kind of reference you, you could hit like a synopsis of the movie after you watched it or before recording just to refresh yourself mm-hmm. of it. And uh it was a lot easier. Not saying that we should do a movie podcast, Slim. I would never say that. But <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was easier to prep for that kind of a show mm-hmm. than reading, you know, six six issues of a comic book. Yeah, that you the to, like, night before you got to record,
0: intently focus on. You couldn't really do anything else.
1: Yeah, and the, yeah, and the fact that you know you might have to take two or three days to do that just to get that book out of the way mm-hmm. every week. It was just a lot, you know, getting that and then everybody has growing up kids and other stuff. It was tough. I don't know how people do it, record shows. They don't have other jobs.
0: They don't have jobs. They don't have families.
1: They get uh, people that care about them. They get Audible sponsorships. They get Squarespace (laughs) sponsorships.
0: Casper Beds. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
1: The Big Purple Box. (laughs) We did thanks, it. Uh, thanks for having me on. Anytime, you're welcome. I can't wait to just really start rolling out this Chevy Chase idea. God. We're going to start pitch booking this uh, <laughs> in the lake house. To Casper also. We're going to get them on the horn. I think the world is ready. I think Casper's ready. I think Casper,
0: I think I see Casper uh, boating in right now on a kayak. Here they come. Here comes our Casper rep.
1: You heard us. Hey. <laughs> uh, new idea. Chevy Chase podcast what do you think bill <laughs> he just turned around he's going back God. going back you to know what away. f him bill f you yeah we don't need this <laughs> chevy chase is, is a, a marketable idea
0: thanks to dear friend dale andrews for coming onto the show for the first time ever officially we used to have a podcast called The Flap where we talked about fatherhood and technology and my secret hope when recording was to recapture some of that in the back half of the episode and I think we nailed it. If you enjoy these episodes, please consider retweeting or sharing links to the podcast when you're done listening, while you're listening, etc. And if you want more Chevy Chase apps, let Dale know ASAP. Goodbye.